This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to the Accelerating Growth Podcast hosted by the Upgrad for Business team. I am Inakshendra, your podcast host for today. I lead a customer obsessed team at Upgrad for Business, the B2B focused arm at Upgrad. Our vision is to be a lifelong learning partner for organizations delivering business outcomes. Through this podcast series, we will bring to our audience the best of business leaders and educators discussing our collective digital learning journey, trend analysis and the 2021 impact that we foresee in the market. Trust you are enjoying our podcast episode so far and having valuable conversations within your teams. If you have not heard the previous episodes, do check them out in the description mentioned below. For today's episode, I am thrilled to partner with Dr. Prince Augustine, Executive Vice President, Human Capital and Leadership Development Group of the 19.4 billion dollar Mahindra Group. Prince has over 35 years of industry experience in various facets of human resources function with leading Indian and multinational corporations like ACC, Burroughs Welcome, Castrol, and he has invested the last two decades in developing the senior leadership teams within these organizations. Among his various laurels, he was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award for contribution in the field of HR from Symbiosis Institute of Business Management in Pune. Prince has in his career set up and institutionalized coaching as an employee development intervention across the Mahindra Group in various parts of the world through reflective conversation and an ICF approved coaching program called the Mahindra Certified Reflective Conversationalist. This has been accepted both across the group internally and amongst its stakeholders. A well-experienced coach and change interventionist, Prince is also recognized as an authority on issues pertaining to HR owing to his unprecedented knowledge and understanding in this domain. I can't think of a stronger presence to discuss our topic of conversation today, importance of HR as a change agent and a business driver. Welcome to the podcast friends. It's wonderful to have you joining us today. Thank you. Thank you Minakshi and uh, appreciate uh, inviting me and happy to share my views with you. So as we get going Prince um, given your experience over the last few decades you would definitely have seen the role of HR change and magnify. Um, according to you how would you share the importance of HR in an organization could you throw some light on it for our audience? Yeah. Uh, see the role of HR has dramatically shifted to be a strategically proactive partner. One in terms of diagnosing the organization from a readiness point of view as to how it is culturally fit, culturally relevant and how it's able to empower its employees to reach their potential so that they are able to serve the customers. You cannot have customer centricity in an organization if you do not drive employee centricity. Therefore, employee centricity is the key to the strategic proactive role that uh, HR should, uh, should be playing. The next uh, is in terms of developing an employee ecosystem. If you look at what the pandemic has really created is the shift towards a totally digital world. Right. And organizations ha have not been really prepared for this. Right. So therefore, HR has to play a very, very strategic role in terms of helping the organization 
adopt a digital culture and connect all stakeholders seamlessly using appropriate digital tools and technologies. The environment is likely to be a mix blended environment and therefore the digital aspects will have to be carefully woven into the organizational seams. The pandemic has also accelerated the digital adoption and new age technological skills have therefore become more of a necessity and organizational imperative. The skill mix has undergone dramatic shifts and therefore lifelong learning to improve employability of people is the order of the day and HR will have to design and implement skilling stroke reskilling, learning stroke unlearning, stroke de-learning at individual team, department and organizational level. At the Mahindra Group, we are cognizant of this. We therefore partner with uh, uh, leading uh, online platforms, leading uh, service providers including Upgrad for training people on new age technologies like robotic process automation, AI, machine learning to name a few. Uh, our partnership with Upgrad on creating a customer experience culture is something uh, which uh, we have focused in a bigger way uh, post-pandemic because the customer journey and customer experience go hand in hand. And if you are able to position the organization as one where employees foster and work towards providing indelible customer experience, then your ability to survive and manage black swan events like the pandemic is much more feasible, right? And that is what I have seen has been the success of the Mahindra Group where skilling, reskilling, retooling, re-engineering and refocusing on mindset has really helped us to really adapt to this digital imperatives of the current era. Wonderfully said, uh, Prince. Thank you for sharing this. In fact, when we look at the Mahindra Group, you are at the front end of all of these initiatives. So, has there been a conscious effort of the organization when the pandemic hit us? Or were there a lot of these initiatives that you were already leading for your organization? So essentially what I'm trying to understand is how simple or complex was it to move the shift for the workforce, uh, keeping the employee productivity morale and everything constant? Uh, so that's a very good question. I've been just reflecting. Uh, see, four to five years back, we had Dr. Anisha who joined us as the group president of strategy. Probably he foresaw that uh, the need for innovating and creating a digital ecosystem and therefore preparing the organization for future imperatives is absolutely essential. So he actually brought in top end talent, both at the strategy level, at the digital level, at a group and at a business and created a complete revolution of uh, preparing the organization for the digital onslaught. Uh, we didn't do it because of the pandemic. We did it because that's a trend that we saw. And, and, and we realized that if we don't prepare ourselves, our ability to compete. See, that is the beauty of our rice philosophy, you know, uh, accepting 
no limits alternative thinking and driving positive change which is all about connecting with the stakeholders and customers for that we have got to see trends of the future right and we saw about 5 to 10 years back that digital is going to actually change the way the world would evolve the way customer would evolve the way organizations would evolve so we started preparing for it well ahead and that preparation actually helped us in a very big way to manage the pandemic very very seamlessly and very smoothly and um, that's delightful prince in fact all the the different things that we are seeing on social media over the last year has been a testament uh, to how your employees are feeling a sense of belonging and feeling a sense of trust with the organization um a follow up that i wanted to um, check with you around this uh, did you and your organization see any social implications of the transformation that you've been bringing about in your organization over the last 5 years in terms of employee engagement your internal communication your communication to the external world yeah yeah you know what what we have got to look at is in the last 10 years i've seen a big demographic shift in our workforce with more millennials and gen z entering the organization right and therefore the need for inclusivity and diversity has become much higher right that has been a big uh, social shift which has really happened if you look at earlier our focus in diversity is not about gender it is diversity in the true sense Uh, cultural diversity geographic diversity regional diversity national diversity diversity in thoughts deeds and actions then other aspects of lgbt transgender right and putting it all this together it is to ensure inclusivity that has been a big thing you know right because we, all gen, today we have got a mixed generation which is working we have got baby boomers we have got generation x we have got generation y we have got gen z right and millennials actually contribute to about 65 to 70% of our workforce right so and and they are very digitally savvy therefore this digital preparation has really helped us right and they also voice their concerns on the social media therefore social learning has been a big impact uh, for us the next is that uh, we have got to ensure that the organization is open and reflective that is one of the things you know so we had our chairman actually in a conference at beijing right we 100 of 100 of our top leaders were there he said i see the mahindra group has to become much more reflective right and he came out with three principles pause before you punch reflect before you react and deliberate before you deliver so when i was reflecting on that i realized that he was asking for the organization to imbibe three skills which is active listening asking powerful questions and giving and receiving feedback and lo and behold there was bond reflective conversation and we took all our leaders Uh, we took uh, a large majority of our employees through this whole program because we realized that if the mahindra group is not reflective right there is no way that we can uh, really uh, manage uh, this thing one of the reasons that we could manage the pandemic so very smoothly it's not impacted our business performance in any way our empl- we have not had any layoffs we have not had any down uh, cuts right we have paid 
full salary to our people. We have paid performance pay. We have given increments. I said, as an organization, how did we really prepare? Because we, we used to pause and find out what is really going on, right? How can we really prepare? And, and therefore, the organization gets much more engaged, right? Uh, we, we have got our own sensex of emotions that we weigh. You know, we, we, we look at what are the emotional feelings and states of people. And all managers are involved in deep action planning, right? One thing different we did in this pandemic was uh, our leadership team enhanced the communication, right? We formed rapid action forces at, at a group level, at a business level, at a location level to ensure that we communicated with employees, right? We put a series of uh, health and safety measures in place. Also, you know, social awakening came up. Uh, our uh, uh, employee relations team uh, actually used all our canteen to uh, prepare meals for the migrant workers. Over 3 lakh meals we have this thing. So uh, our engineering team made face shields, face masks, uh, right? And they also supplied food for uh, people who are involved in ensuring that they support the society, you know, right? So therefore, uh, there is an awakening. So when you say driving positive change, you've got to see is the organization, the people uh, awakening themselves to the need of the hour of the nation. Right. And I, and I realized that the, we didn't have to make an appeal, etc. It, it, it was in the call and it was very, very spontaneous. So this is the big shift that uh, I have seen. And another thing was flexibility and adaptability. As a cultural ethos, we said you have to be flexible, you have to be adaptable, right? And you have to be agile. And we found all these behaviors actually helped us to manage this whole turnaround and, uh, and, and ensure sustainability of our operations, as well as empowering people to deliver their best. Wonderful, Prince. This is this is a gold mine in terms of the pretty much a toolkit that you've shared with us, whether it was the management uh, message of active listening, asking powerful questions and reflecting within your own organization. The idea of a sensex of emotions is noteworthy. Um, we do kind of usually look at it in terms of quantitative aspects, but you brought in a qualitative element in how your team members felt, all the social initiatives, the rapid action force. Uh, credit to you and your organization from leading from the front. So while we speak about the social change as well, Prince, I'm very certain that you and your business leaders, and, and I'm sure there's an external manifestation there as well. How did an organization like Mahindra align the learning priorities that you might have set out for yourselves at the beginning of last year? And what was the performance like? Did the objectives get met? Uh, did you have to pivot a lot along the way in the last year? See, what happened is that if you look at the whole economy, there were degrowth, you know. Yes, yes. Right? Mass, uh, massive degrowth. Yeah, but you know, our tractor sales was the best. Our automotive business did really well. Our logistics business uh, has functioned very well. Our IT business is, is doing very well. 95% of the employees have been working from home, you know. Right? And uh, all our factories have been working in full stream. All workers have come uh, to the shop floor, they have they have, they have risen to the occasion, you know, right? So therefore, uh, we we realized that people were engaged, people were connected, 
right uh, we 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 ensured that we provided full support uh, to the people transportation facilities were provided because there was no transportation available so so uh, people used to get up early morning by 3:34 to come to start the work at 7 o'clock oh, wow you know? right so therefore i i was really quite impressed you know the unions have been very very supportive right the workers actually they have sacrificed their time to get up so very early travel by bus and in the bus you have to ensure social distancing right so you have more number of buses that we had to really engage when you come you have got a protocol of ensuring that everybody is checked etc right and me keeping social distance on the shop floor is a big challenge so we use face shields face shields are not very compatible for working right all our resorts opened up with this thing so you know we had touchless way of getting uh, our customers into our resorts etc you know so therefore uh, the skilling that we had done in the past so we have we have got a full based approach to learning right because we had foreseen that there we need to create a digital culture a digital mindset and for training in terms of basic systems our it department actually trained everybody see no uh, microsoft teams was not uh, was used by only about 10% of the people in, in a week's time uh, our it team ran programs both morning and afternoon right and uh, and trained more than 50000 people on how to use microsoft teams and uh, our entire company one year I, i have been locked up in my house you know but uh, i have never missed work i have never missed meetings uh, all of us have been virtually connected right and, and business is as usual okay, so therefore the the focus in terms of communication focus in terms of understanding needs of people and providing uh, you, you yourself you know you all had done the customer experience program for our uh, sales and marketing people right uh, it went up more than, around 300 people were covered in that right so uh, digital learning actually grew 10 times right? and, and we were able to actually provide but i think there's been overdose of digital learning that has happened we need to have a good blended mix you know no friends well said in fact you've addressed my next query i was very curious to know how technology has helped your employees to stay connected collaborate and have that feeling of working together so you've mentioned that microsoft teams was one tool that you used uh, learning platforms like upgrad were the ones that you used were there any other tools that your employees liked and you brought it into your organization uh see we 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 said have one single communication platform right so that 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 was because otherwise you're train people up you know right we must also understand that too many too many technologies will have bandwidth problem so we have to be very careful about that right second is people need to be trained of how to use etc you know right and third is how to communicate in a virtual world is also a skill so we simplified many of our policies in fact we used this opportunity we realized like i'll tell you a simple thing like our leave policy we had a leave accumulation of uh, about 300 days now that's a huge valuation impact that has got right it really doesn't serve any employees at all so we said that uh, because of the pandemic anybody who who had the covid we said will get 100% leave so 14 days uh, we gave it was not debited to the leave 
then we made our accumulation 90 days and we said that you can take 24 days of which 19 days compulsorily you have to avail because one of the ways by which organizations can encourage work life balance is to help people to take leave and and compulsorily go away from the workplace you can use it to be with the family you can use it to upgrade yourself we you can go time to spend in a university or just see nature and enjoy the world uh, in, in its true sense you know right so so we said we said you must give flexibility this policy we started about 20 years back you know that you have to compulsory you have to compulsorily take you know people never take leave right and then so therefore that is something and and now we said that uh, if you allow more accumulation people will try to accumulate and there is no tax benefit nothing and whatever excess leave you encash it uh, uh, year on year you know so you get money uh, uh, upfront so therefore we we simplified many of our policies one example i wanted to share with you how we simplified policies make it made it very employee relevant right and we are making all our policies a single page policy and in fact friends that's um, actually very front and center for i'm sure a lot of organizations like your mine and a, a lot in the uh, our audience space as well so at upgrade interestingly last year we did something similar we actually restructured the way that our leaves were set out so we made it 100% flexible for our employees um we brought in training leaves uh, essentially we talk about upskilling so we are like we'll invest a lot more into our employees in terms of times that they want to take away to upskill themselves reskill themselves there are certain courses that they wanted to uh, bring for their own selves or for their teams uh, overall from a leave perspective as well whether it is accrual or whether it is just magnifying the leave so that they can either take it in a chunk because of family needs and responsibilities and the feedback has been um, strong from our team so far um, i'm glad that you brought this flavor as well uh, prince you also spoke about blended learning a couple of times and and that really resonates uh, with what we are trying to do in our ecosystem as well we want to make sure that learning is best in breed it can be online it can be with a lot of human touch and human interventions so what we also promote to the external world is the blending part of learning how do you make sure that learning is with business outcomes that contribute to an organization to a team and that employee or individual him or herself um how do you visualize the role for edtech companies like upgrade for business when you look at development of your employees or upleveling upleveling of the skills of your employees see if you look at it blended learning is becoming order of the day right uh, i actually experimented with this about 15 years back so uh, we have a program with uh, ross school of management called the global program for management development so it, it used to be pure uh, lecture type of a thing you know so i i spoke to the professors there and i told them ki that you know we need to bring a mix so there has to be some online courses which people have to be prepared before they come for this thing because i said learning does not happen you know and next we said that uh, you should have action learning projects right and uh, since it was a, a leadership intervention of giving people general management perspectives right so we said that uh, we will take leadership offline we will not create online therefore we 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 created a behavioral insighting so we brought in a instrument called harrison which which is about paradox 
right then uh, we had firobi uh, we integrated both these things and we give deep get deep insights that is from a behavioral insighting point of view right and and then we had the best of professors uh, from ross school of management who actually did online courses right and then they had a 10 day program in in our uh, mahindra leadership university at nasik so that was face to face classroom session so we had the best of professors you know we have professor gautam hauja who is the top 10 professor in strategy uh, uh, in the world you know right so therefore we gave people the best of this thing then they have to take up action learning projects right and then we 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 created coaches with the business leaders as mentors right and and then there was a review there were three or four of us so we had a business leader who would actually anchor the program for a period of 3 years so we had our mr vs parthasarthi who was a group cfo earlier actually partnering with us then we had paraksha who was one of our business leaders actually partnering with us it's all our business leaders we brought them in and then to the business leader myself right and and an external coach uh, right we we had one of our presidents who retired we made him as a as a business coach you know right and he used to review every month the projects so we had a deep review of action learning projects and then we uh, we did a 360 degree feedback of all the participants as to how they are learning how they are disseminating so in a years time this was a year long intervention uh, which is there right and therefore you will find that it had it had a online content it had a physical content it had coaching it had behavioral insighting uh, it had action learning projects uh, it had reviews it had participants sharing with each other peer learning it had right so all these forms of this thing is what is called blended learning then we had another program which we call the future leaders program uh, which we ran with uh, imd lozan and el school of management right then we had a women leaders program so the program that we have with upgrad right so we have got our business leaders who actually work with you all understand what is the requirement right and then we have got online and offline learning which is there and after that there are projects that are given to people as to how they are translating learning at the workplace right so we had foreseen this that we have to prepare the organization from a blended learning perspective recently uh, while we have also got upgrade as one of learning we have tried up with harvard spark right harvard spark uh, for for our 150000 people across the world you know right and uh, we are trained all we are training all our hr people right to actually curate so we have got it's a it's a best repository of learning content which is available right so we are curating about uh, 100 to 150 learning journeys we are going to integrate these learning journeys with a talent journey right and then we are going to have Uh, hr leaders business leaders the best of professors who would come and who would facilitate right and then therefore you have got what is known as the new concept which is coming which is lifelong learning right so therefore you will have dynamic lifelong learning which is relevant to the individual relevant for the organization and which should help to bring customer centricity in the true sense right to for not only the employees but also the business at large
Prince is as comprehensive as it gets and thank you for being so detail oriented around it and um, I completely resonate with you on the blended learning the different structures and the frameworks you spoke about I'm glad that you mentioned lifelong learning that's pretty much a part of our DNA when we go out to the world as well Prince I'm recollecting a previous conversation that we've had and you've spoken about the strategic HR and the the trifecta that you speak about employees, leaders and customers, which is the external world. Uh, would you want to share a little bit more about that with us? There's a quadrant. It is developed by a professor called Wayne Brookman. So you can be either uh, rea reactive or proactive. That's true. Right? Yeah. You can be either strategic or operational. And HR operates in all these aspects. You can be operationally reactive. You can be operationally proactive. You can be strategically reactive and you can be strategically proactive. Right? Because once a system has developed, right? So you'll become operationally proactive. There's nothing much that you can do, you know. So the uh, strategically proactive is you will have to do deep diagnosis. You have to do deep insighting at an organizational level. You've got to see the trends which is happening globally. You have to see trends which is happening nationally, right? And you have to see the trends, how your organization is moving, right? And then you will take this and therefore you will tell what does the CEO expect? What does the organization expect? Then there's a customer who comes in, right? Customers want relevant products, services, etc. Then you got employees. The organization through the employees reaches the customer, right? So therefore, you've got to train the uh, 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 employees to ensure that they understand the customer, Right. So therefore, th that is where our customer experience academy uh, actually works to ensure that uh, the customer is brought into the doorstep of every employee. You know? And therefore, you are able to really make it uh, relevant uh, for people. So therefore, these three things have to be looked at when you bring customer centricity to employees and create employee centricity. You will have the organization which will say, do I have the biggest concern for a CEO today is, will I be able to manage the expectations of my customers? Therefore, the question that he or she is asking is, do I have employees with adequate skills? Right? That is going to be the biggest challenge. And, 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 sk and skills matrix is changing so fast that the organization will have to constantly look at all the roles and the skills associated, all the people and skills associated and make it very, very dynamic. Right? And that is where the employees also would come forward and say an employee will start changing roles four to five times. Lifelong employment is gone. Right? That is one trend which, is, uh, which has come in. I, I saw that in China about 10 years back. Uh, R&D person will become a salesperson, salesperson will become uh, a manufacturing person. Right? That flexibility is there. That will start to happen in India also. And organizations, therefore, will have to see how they are able to intuitively match this aspiration. So this is where this skill uh, mapping using AI, machine language, etc. There are good platforms today, technology platforms available. Like you've got Edcast, you've got Degreed, etc. We shall tell you key that if an employee has got aspiration X and therefore wants to skill this, then you've got platforms like Upgrad, Harvard Spark, Coursera, etc. where you can actually go and skill yourself up very fast. You know, there's certification modes, etc. which is there. Right. So therefore, this is the big shift that, that, that I'm seeing that organizations will have to skill people 
people will have to get a mindset of continuous learning, right? And customers will expect products and services. And if that organization has to be dynamic, people will have to actually mind the customer and create products and services. That is what would create sustainability for organization. That's very, very well articulated. And I think that kind of encapsulates um, the new or the strategic manifestation and expectation that uh, businesses have from HR and the massive impact that we can bring across jointly. Um, I would like to now bring this conversation together, just paraphrasing everything and the different structures that you've shared with us. Clearly, we are in a new learning environment that brings with it a lot of exciting challenges as organizations as business leaders, as employees, as HR, as L&D, we need to find new ways of maintaining the workplace, leaning in into navigating the current challenges without compromising on productivity, efficiency, um, employee upskilling. Most organizations today are talking about it. Uh, Prince, you've given a, an amazing toolkit or a step-by-step -step guide, if I may, uh, via your own experience sharing. So very uh, glad and thankful for that. Uh, we also realize that organizations need to constantly explore new approaches and methods to make learning and development relevant, engaging, and impactful. A lot of our HR leaders are considering implementing programs that are effective, uh, that keep their employees equipped with the necessary digital skills, not just the skills of today, but the skills of six months to 12 to 18 months into the future. We are very glad that you visualize Upgrad for Business as a learning and development partner for this digital landscape as well. And really, a huge kudos to you and your team for the terrific initiatives that you've led for the entire Mahindra Group. Thank you. Thank you, Minakshi. It was uh, great interacting with you. Uh, and it has been quite learning for me also, you know, because as we moved ahead in the conversation, I realized that you have brought a 360 degree view to this whole role of HR, how it is changing the landscape. And, and finally, why does HR really exist for? Looking at a lot more of business leaders like you, Prince, who are at the core of it and making this impact scene. And with this, we are pretty much towards the end of the current podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. It definitely was an invigorating conversation for me, and I'm sure that our audience took away quite a few informational nuggets and frameworks for them to um, have conversations with their own peers. Uh, so, audience, please let us know what you thought about this in the comments below. You can also share your views on LinkedIn, tagging our page, Upgrad for Business. Please use the hashtag Accelerating Growth. Uh, do subscribe to our Accelerating Growth podcast. Um, it is available on your preferred streaming apps to get updates about the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much, Prince.